Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us again. This is Waterman Media. I am Grady Edwards, and this is Doing the Ditch podcast with Captain Greg Parker. And we're lucky enough to have Captain Greg Parker via phone line right now. And Greg, you're getting ready to do the ditch. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about, for those of us who don't know, because this is our, our first podcast for Doing the Ditch, so I'm sure everybody is curious, what is the ditch? Well, Grady, first of all, thanks for having me, and thanks for for putting all this together. Um, The Ditch is is an affectionate name uh, and a common name for the Atlantic Intracoastal Waterway. And in some some parts of this, it does resemble a ditch. But there are a lot of people that cruise the, the Intracoastal annually, and it's just garnered the nickname uh, over the years, I mean, people call it, you know, the the intracoastal. Some people call it the ICW, Intracoastal Waterway. Uh, but it's uh, it's affectionately known uh, by a lot of cruisers and and a lot of people who live on it as the ditch. Right, I got you, I got you. So tell us a little bit about what you're planning to do, because uh, from what you tell me, you're planning quite the trip um, in the ditch. Uh, about, uh, what is it, 1,089 uh, miles? Is that about right? Yeah, that's that's the portion I'm going to do, Grady. Um, you know, if you, if you step back and you look at, at through the research and, and different publications, the unofficial northern end of the Atlantic Intracoastal Waterway is, is in New Jersey uh, at Matasquan Inlet and up in that area. And, you know, it runs literally – through the Chesapeake Bay, uh, through Norfolk, down the, the East Coast. It goes literally through the Keys. It's marked uh, through the Keys. It basically turns the corner at Key West and comes back up the West Coast of Florida, and it's literally marked and charted all the way to Brownsville, Texas. So you're talking about you know, a waterway that's it's over 3,000 miles long, but also, in the same publications that talk about the unofficial start, there is the official start, which is mile marker zero in Norfolk, Virginia. And as you make your way through, uh, as, as it hits, when you come through Miami and then it kind of opens up into to more open water and then open ocean travel, uh, that, is, that is approximately mile marker 1,089. And... I just I just chose to say let's go from zero and let's go to there because I, I'm going to stay I'm going to stay within the ditch itself, uh, and then uh, again the open water travel from there is uh, is down to the Keys and so forth. So I'm going to just cut it off uh, at a thousand and eighty nine. Wow, that's quite the trip, and it's quite the trip because. Uh, what maybe our, our listeners know and they're thinking to themselves, well, I know people go up and down the ICW all the time, but from what you tell me, you're you're taking this trip in a in a special vessel, uh, a 27 foot coastal skiff, and to your knowledge and to my knowledge, I don't know if that that's ever been done before. Well, you know, it, I haven't seen anything documented to that effect, but you know, over 13,000 pleasure craft utilize all or a portion uh, of the ICW annually. Uh, you have a lot of what people refer to as snowbirds where they're, they're leaving the north, they go and spend their winters uh, in the warmer climes. But um, 
but yeah, I, you know, I, again, this is this is not trying to make history or, or document uh, history or something. But but you're right, it is uh, it is a little bit odd sounding. But uh, for whatever reason, uh, one morning I was just sitting there drinking coffee, watching the sun come up. I was actually running a boat uh, out of Hatteras, and um, I was sitting there waiting on the crew to show up. I was just sitting there having a cup of coffee, and it just kind of hit me. I was like, you know, I'm going to do this. Um, so, so yeah, I'm actually, you're right. I'm doing this on a 27 foot skiff. It's a flat bottom skiff, um, by four sons Marine. It, uh, it is a coastal skiff and, um, yeah, it's, uh, it does sound a little odd, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to do. That is the vessel of choice on this trip. That's, that's pretty amazing. I tell you, it, it sounds like it's going to be, uh, quite the, quite the adventure, um, for you now, uh, you're, you're going, you're, you're not going solo with this. Uh, you're, you're going with, with captain Jeff. Tell me, tell me a little bit about, about him and what he brings, uh, to, to the crew as you, as you make this, this, this trip. Yeah. Jeff Haddock, uh, he's been a friend of mine for a long, long time and we've delivered boats, uh, up and down the East coast together. Jeff is, uh, and I guess, you know, I'm going to say a former member of the coast guard and maybe it's like a Marine once a Marine, always a Marine. Well, maybe sure. once a coastie, always a coastie, sure. but, uh, but he, he, uh, he's retired coast guard and he, uh, he's one of the most capable captains that I have ever had an opportunity to, uh, to float around with. He, um, he's ferried boats and delivered boats all over the world actually. And he, uh, he's one of the few people graded that I will actually go and take a nap or, 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 let myself relax while he's at the helm. I mean, there's a lot of capable people out there. Um, but you know, he, he, he's proven himself to me. And, and that is, that's one of the main reasons I've asked Jeff to go. And, uh, he seems to be excited about it. And, and I'm, I'm anxious to, to do that. I'm very appreciative of, of Jeff making this trip. He, uh, he does bring a lot to the table. He, he honestly does another set of eyes, uh, another, another, uh, set of skills for navigation. He, he just, he brings, he brings a lot to the table. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. And tell, tell us a little bit about your, uh, background as, as a captain and really just, just as a boater. Well, first of all, let me say that there's nothing special about me. Uh, I, I'm not some, some super duper captain or possess some, uh, some outrageous skill that someone else doesn't. Uh, but I do have I do have a lot of experience. My grandfather actually uh, ran a boat out of Oregon Inlet, and I guess, great. I guess I kind of maybe jumped up in the seat, and I'm sure I had no idea where I was going, and I had to stand in the seat to see where the boat was pointed. But you know, probably around six or seven years old, he put me up there, and I kind of got a feel for it. So by the time this trip take, takes place, I'm going to be 58 years old. So let's call it 50 years. Uh, off and on, you know, at the helm of, of some boat. Um, I've been very fortunate, very, very lucky to to have known a lot of guys and families that have owned sport fishermen and, and different boats. Um, been very fortunate to have been asked to, to fish and, and operate some boats in some, some pretty high-profile tournaments, the Big Rock, Pirates Cove, um, Swansboro Rotary Club, several you know, several King Michael tournaments, they were guys who might have been a crew member short, and it was kind of all hands on deck, so they asked me if I would run the boat for them. But, you know, there again, man, 
I'm, I'm nothing special. I just, I, I had the experience to, to put behind sitting for my captain's license. I, I maintained uh, my offshore uh, experience and keeping a log of being offshore so I can justify keeping my captain's license when I renew it uh, every five years. So, you know, I've owned everything from an 18-foot center console to a 35-foot sport fisherman myself. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you just, you do it and you do it and you do it. If you're riding a skateboard and you're competing, the more you do it, the better you get. It's just one of those things. I've just, I've been very fortunate to, to been exposed to a lot of different vessels and, um, had the time and been blessed with the ability to stand at the helm. And, uh, you know, I've had a lot of water run under me and, uh, that's what it takes. But, but again, man, let, let me reiterate, there's nothing special about my skills. I, I guess I'm just, I just got the, just got the drive to jump out there and do it. Sure, sure. Um, I know your experience will be uh, certainly put to the test thinking about that 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 trip and uh, you know what what you know logistical challenges uh, come along with taking the uh, a 27 foot skiff which is which is a nice boat but it's it's typically not what we see um, these extended journeys in, what are some of the logistical challenges, uh, going to be, uh, as you, uh, plan for this trip and as you, or you foresee, um, taking this trip? Well, you know, one of the first things that comes to mind when you say skiff, obviously it's an open boat sure. and it's low profile and there's not a lot of freeboard. Uh, and for those who are not familiar with that term, freeboard from the waterline to the top of the gunnels, that's how much boat you basically have out of the water. And it, it doesn't possess a whole lot of that. No, no, no skiff on the market does. But um, the first thing that comes to mind is storage. You, you have to think about, um, you know, you're going to be gone for, for the better part of two weeks. Now, granted, where we're going to be staying, we'll have uh, access to do your laundry and so forth. But still, you have to have all of your safety equipment. You have to have... Um, which includes throw cushions, life jackets, extra lines, uh, emergency locating beacons. You've, you've got to have all of this stuff tucked away you know, safely and easily accessible. Then you've got to think about your clothes. I mean, you, you've got to have foul weather gear. You've got to have different types of shoes and boots um, and, and clothes for different environments. You're going to leave Norfolk, Virginia. You're going to end up in Miami. And it's, it's spring. It's early spring uh, when we're doing this. So, you know, there could be a, a 25 degree temperature difference from start to finish, sure. but you, you've got to compensate for that with, with clothes and, uh, you got to be very creative, uh, in your packing, I guess you could say. And then you, you, another challenge is fuel. A skiff doesn't hold, but so much fuel. Um, this, this 27 will hold 22 gallons. And with, uh, with the engine that's on it, so the, the Mercury 150, that is, you know, we're going to nurse this thing along, but you will not make your entire day out of that. So you've got to find your fuel points uh, during the day. So you, uh, you you got that as a challenge. Obviously, we'll take some fuel. But there again, that's getting into your storage. That's getting into your floor space. But there's no way on earth Jeff and I will leave without 10 extra gallons of fuel. Uh, no way I'm going to get caught in, in some of these outlying areas uh, if I have a problem, fuel is not going to be one of them. 
But then the next thing, and the biggest thing probably, Grady, is uh, some of these open bodies of water. You know, when you leave Norfolk, you uh, once you come through the lock and, and through through the river, you, you dump out into the Currituck Sound. Now, as compared to, to the, the balance of the, the waters, there's Currituck Sound is not a big body of water compared. It is a big body of water for a skiff. And that bumps right up along the the uh, basically the barrier islands toward the ocean so you can get an onshore breeze you can have a lot of things affect the Currituck. it's a shallow body of water and a lot of stuff can happen quick there once you get through that into coin jock and, and exit the north river the next challenge in probably going to be the most fickle body of water that we'll cross and it normally has a bad attitude and that's the albemarle sound you know, regardless of the wind direction, it can stand it straight up, and it is uh, it's quite a trek across it to to get to and through the Alligator River. But that, uh, to me, that's going to be that's going to be the first big jumping point to make a go or no. And that's that that's going to be that's going to be an interesting day, that's for sure. But um, you know, after that. Uh, you, you make your way through the Alligator River, through the canal into Bellhaven. You cross the Pamlico River, and then once you pop through Hoboken, you're in the Pamlico Sound and the mouth of the Noose River. Now, the Noose River and the Pamlico Sound, again, huge bodies of water. Certain wind directions can really to make a challenging event for a skiff. You know, I've been across there in, in 55-foot sport fishermen, and it was it was tossing it like a cork. So... That uh, there are your challenges. You know, once you get there, you have the Cape Fear River uh, out of uh, Wrightsville, Wilmington area. There's several bodies after that, but Grady, once you once you cross those three, four bodies, uh, the trip does smooth out a little bit. But um, you know, they're the challenges. You've got your storage, you've got your fuel capacity, and fueling points during the day, and then of course your open bodies of water. That they're the, they're the they're the three things that that we've got to give a lot of thought to, and, and, and we have. And it's, uh, you know, to me, that's first and foremost, all of those things come first. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. And, and I think the exciting part is, is for me, is this is a, a modern-day adventure, or I like to think of it that way. And I don't know how many people uh, have the, uh, the uh, well, really would have the experience to, to be able to take a trip on the intercoastal water waterway, but it can be an adventure. Can you talk a little bit about, kind of your plans to take people along with you because you're offering a chance for people to get really a glimpse on what the day-to-day life will be like for you as you're making these these treks and this journey. You're going to try to document a lot of that. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, And look, when this came to my mind, the the first thing I thought about was just, look, I'm going to take another boat trip. And then, then, and that was it. That that was where this whole thing started, Grady. And and to be to be perfectly honest, you you and Waterman Media are the ones who have made what's getting ready to happen really happen. Um, and and I'll give the the listeners just a, a short just a short uh, brief on that. You know, like I told you, I was we were in Hatteras and. Uh, 
you know, I was standing there waiting for, you know, for the crew to this boat to come. And then later, later on, I ran into you down there. Uh, we were fishing this drum tournament. And, you know, I was just simply telling you, hey, let me tell you what I'm thinking about doing. And in about an hour, uh, Grady comes back to me and he said, uh, hey, man, look, I tell you what, I'll take care of your website and all the media. Waterman Media will get behind you and make this available to uh, for people to, to kind of virtually follow you. And I will admit, right at first, that was that was almost bigger than I wanted it to be. But the more I thought about it, Grady, the more I realized, you know, at that time it was 2020. The the you know, COVID-19 has affected everybody. There is not one soul sure, unscathed sure. by this. And I was no different than the rest of them. I was stuck at home. Um, I wanted to get away. I wanted something different. And maybe that's what spawned my thought to begin with, uh, because if you can get on the water and you can do something like this, it is an escape. Sure. And and I, and I, I will be forever in your debt for, for bringing that up and, and being willing to get behind this as, as you are, because you, you're doing the heavy lifting. You, you and Waterman Media are doing all the heavy lifting on this. I'm navigating and pointing the boat. You are going to make it available to the public. And to your point, yes, we are going to uh, – we're going to have this – on Facebook, I'm I'm on. That's one of the few things I'm capable of doing, uh, with some further instruction. I'm going to kind of put videos and, and commentary along each day on Facebook and, and Instagram, and then during the day I'll be filming with uh, with GoPros and, and different different equipment. At night I'm going to download that back to you. Yep. Waterman Media is going to get this back on the website, and then it's going to give people kind of an insight of where we've been, what we've seen. And we also are, are putting together a link to uh, to a Garmin product that's going to allow people, if they want to see where we are more or less real time, you'll be able to click on this link, and it's going to hook up to the satellite and, and give you our Latin long. It's going to, uh, if, if, if all this comes together, you'll be able to see our speed um, and approximately where we are at the time. Is it going to be real time? I can't speak to that but it's going to be doggone close sure. but sure. The, the the main the main drag of this whole uh thing Grady, is this is something that i want to be able to share and and thank goodness you made me made me realize that 2020 being what it was and what it is still uh in 2021 so far as covid 19 goes and people at home some people can't get out some people you know they this might not be their thing. They may want to hike the Appalachian Trail. They may want to do anything. But if I can get someone to – basically, this is – I'm selling escapism here for free. I'm giving away escapism. If you want to ride the Intracoastal Waterway with me and Jeff from Norfolk to Miami, I'm going to give you every possible opportunity to do that. And, again, it, I hope it inspires someone to – Get up, get outside, uh, stretch your legs a little bit. But if it does give you a chance to to rethink your boating life, uh, if it gives you a chance to say, you know, maybe I want a skiff, maybe I want a center console, blah, blah, blah. Whatever suits you, man, will suit me. And if I can inspire 
a handful of people to to take a trip with us. Uh, two things I'll promise you. If you ride with us, you will never spill your coffee as you sit at your <laughs> sofa, at your desk, or in your car, whatever device you watch us on. You'll never spill your coffee. We might. Yeah, uh, yes. And you'll never get wet and you'll never get cold. We're going to get wet. We're going to get cold considering the time of year. But you ride with me, I'm going to give you a chance to take your mind off the world and uh, see some stuff that, you know, a very small percentage of the population has ever seen. This is a chance to see it, some of the intracoastal, from basically six foot off the water. Hopefully there'll be some wildlife. Hopefully there'll be some parts of nature that I can share with everybody that this will be the only way you can see it. If it gives you a chance to take your mind off life for a little while, Grady, that's where I'm at. That That's where I'm all about, man. Make some memories and never leave your sofa. Really cool. Really cool. And I think you hit the nail right on your head when you, you talked about uh, escape and, and maybe the silver lining of this, this, this COVID pandemic, which has obviously been, been beyond terrible. The silver lining may be it's encouraging people to, to get outside, uh, whether that be, uh, like you said, the Appalachian Trail, whether that be boating get outside, get back to nature and, and get away for a little while. I think a, a return to nature is always beneficial um, as, as, as busy and as, as technology advanced as our lives, lives have become and as easy as our lives have become for some of us. It's, it's, it's nice to, to take escape and, and take the time to, to have an adventure like that. The exciting thing for us here at Waterman Media is, like you said, you're going to be documenting a, a lot of this, and, and it's going to be a modern-day adventure. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Like you said, the, the Albemarle sound is notorious for being unpredictable. Uh, so there's no telling what we'll see. There's no telling what adventures hold. And the other thing that I like is you're gonna, uh, you and Jeff are going to uh, meet with me again every night and do a podcast recapping the day, which I think will be really cool for our listeners listeners to hear, to talk about some of the challenges you had, some of the cool things you saw, and just provide some information out there for, for people that are interested in taking taking an adventure. Now, sure, maybe they're not going to go a, a thousand miles or so, but you know, maybe they might go from, from Norfolk to Manio, North Carolina, and get something to eat and stay there for a night and then go back. I think it's a really nice insight and, and something that's really nice to be offered for those who are interested in the intercoastal waterway or just boating in, in general. And like you said, I hope through this podcast and through our work, we can inspire somebody to, to maybe it's just get outside. But if it is to, to get a boat, to get on a boat, to try a boat, to rent a boat, um, there's, there's nothing else like it. And to share that experience, I think is going to be really rewarding. Greg, the, there's another question I have for you here, and I, and I think you, you hit the nail right on the head, but talk about a little bit about what adventures like this, why are adventures like this important to you? Because I joke, I joke about this all the time. I call you, you're the most interesting man in the world with some of your stories and some of your experiences. You're always up for an adventure, and that's something that I really uh, admire about you. But what can adventures like this, how can, how can they provide uh, how can they provide escape and, and how can they kind of provide a, a renewed passion for life? Well, yeah, there, there's been no shortage of adventure uh, in, in, in my life, both professionally and, and personally. Um, 
And yeah, you're right. I'm always up for one. As I get older, I will admit, um, you know, the jumping out of airplanes and such. I mean, I'm, I'll tell you, the older, the more candles I have on my cake, the the, the more benign the adventures are becoming. Sure, but I sure. guess that's that's a natural that's a natural thing, I guess. Sure. But you know, to me, it's it's like you said, get out, get some fresh air. Let's get out and let's get back to nature. Let's let's do whatever. Um, this does open. It op- it open to me. It opens your mind a little bit. It opens your view of the world. It it does get the phone out of your hand. It you know it's you also said our lives have become easy and it has. You know you're home. You want to order groceries. You can do it on your phone. It shows up. Okay, that that's all well and fine, and it has a place in our society for sure. But th- being able to escape, I think, gives you an open, a more open mind. It does expose you to some things uh, that maybe you wouldn't get. National Geographic magazine is a wonderful publication and has been for for decades. But if you can go and see something with your own eyes versus something in a picture, to me, that just that in, it increases your knowledge of the world. It broadens your horizons. It does give you it does give you a different perspective. Personally. For me, when when I do these things and, and start taking off on, on different trips and different adventures, uh, and not all of them are this big. Now, some of these adventures last two and a half hours for me, but, but it's something that I want to do. I want to go see and be outdoors doing. Sure. But to me, each time it does allow you to escape. Forget life for a little while. First and foremost, be safe. I mean, if if, if this doesn't appeal to you, you don't want to, 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 to run a boat like this, that's fine. The, the principle behind it uh, is, is the main thing that I'm trying to to basically help you understand and escape with me. The uh, the ability to get away, I think, is a human need. You know, every, every human, regardless how cold they may seem, has a need to be needed. And I do think I do think everyone has a need to get away and take the daily grind and substitute something call it fun, substitute something um, that allows you to to not have to think about what you think about every single day. We mm. all have to go to work. We all have bills to pay. We all have families and responsibilities. But, but every so often, it's good to take those families, take those people that, uh, that are close to you, or, or sometimes it's good just to be by yourself. Now, I did take a boat from Atlantic Beach, North Carolina, to uh, St. Augustine once, 18 feet center console, and I did it right by myself. I needed to be by myself, but I will admit it got very lonesome. But sometimes you need to get away. You need to think. You Maybe maybe you need to go and talk to you sometimes. Sure. And and that, to me, uh, that that's why I do what I do. It, sure. it just gives me a chance to kind of separate myself from, from the day-to-day grind and and kind of, kind of live life, I guess, uh, sure. Grady. I guess that's the way to say it. And and one thing I will say is, don't wait to live. Reach out and grab it all. Don't uh, don't hesitate. Don't uh, don't sit there and say, well, you know, maybe one day. Let me assure you of something. Someday, you're going to run out of some days. So mm. again, I will say, don't wait to live. Reach out and grab it all. 
no, I, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. And I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's just me, uh, getting, getting older and getting more emotional. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm not quite that old, uh, yet, but that, that truer words, uh, can't be spoken. Uh, and, and that, that phrase is going to be something that we, uh, we repeat over and over and something that we'll typically end our shows with, uh, don't wait to live, reach out and grab it. Um, because to your point, uh, Captain Greg, there there are no uh, second chances sometimes, and, and you don't, you don't want to wait to live. Um, last thing, this is the last uh, question I have for you, and the last thought, um, and then we'll get you out of here. Some, something that that you said that I really stuck with me um, was, you know, National Geographic and people look at these exotic places and these exotic destinations. A lot of times, you can find adventure right in your own back door. And I think there's there's something to that and to renew a sense of adventure. Uh, if, if we can inspire people to do that, uh, I'd be very, very pleased with that. Um, and last thing, Greg, is you kind of hit on this, but uh, maybe just for, for those maybe who are tuning in later, catching to this, the end of this podcast, what, what is your inspiration for doing this uh, quickly? Well, again, it, it was really, it all started for me wanting another adventure sure it, it was all it was it really it was all it all was was centered around you know me needing to get away my love of the water my love of operating a boat um but that quickly thanks to you and waterman media that quickly changed um now what, what's driving me to do this now is being able to offer it to the public sure offer it to anyone who has an interest and if nobody tunes in but you, uh, a couple of my friends, my wife and my mother, if they're the only ones who listen to ride with me, well, okay, so be it. Sure. But I want to make it available and give everybody a chance um, to get away. Sure. sure. I'm offering escapism for free. And, again, you want to ride with me, you can do it. And I'm going to allow you to do that uh, from the comfort of your own home, your office, Wherever, wherever you can receive uh, a Wi-Fi signal and tune in, I want to give you a chance to uh, sit back, maybe have a laugh, maybe see some of the finest nature on the east coast of the United States, and uh, make some memories. Make some memories with yourself and a cup of coffee, or if you're listening and watching after 5 o'clock, make it with whatever you love holding in your hand at the time. But this is a chance to hopefully inspire somebody to get out, take a chance, and don't wait to live. I love it, man. I love it. And I tell you, Waterman Media is going to be with you every step of the way. Uh, Captain Greg Parker, we thank you again for, for joining in with us. We know it's going to be, it's coming up here pretty soon. We're about less than two months out, uh, really, and, and we'll be making this journey, but we'll be with you uh, uh, quite a few, several more times uh, before then, uh, getting, adding on, uh, to the podcast and, and filling in our listeners, uh, as, as you update us on the progress of the boat building itself and your plans, uh, for the journey itself. Uh, for Captain Greg Parker, I am Grady Edwards of Waterman Media. This is Doing the Ditch Podcast. Do not forget, you can find us anywhere where, pod, where, where you listen to your podcasts. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Again, wherever you listen to your podcasts, you can find Doing the Ditch Podcast. Also, don't forget to visit our website, www.doingtheditch.com 
where you'll find videos, a bio, contact information. If you want to chat the crew, you can do so on our website and also follow us on our social media, which will be linked in this podcast description. Again, to all our listeners, don't wait to live. Reach out and grab it.